Hello and welcome to Buy the Book Digital Pages. This is our NaNoWriMo spree. Uh, we are starting a weekend ahead of November to kind of see what we've got planned ahead of the month. And I'm joined, as ever, by my beautiful co-host. I'm with Becky, my co-host for Buy the Book. Hey. I'm with Chris, uh, who hosts a podcast called Constructive Creative and many other creative works. Hi, thank you very much, Sam. <laughs> and we are joined by Jamie, my co-host for the podcast Secret Society for Game Masters and General Cool Guy. Oh, hi, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I think someone put a message out late August going, are we going to do NaNoWriMo this year? And we all optimistically said yes. And now yeah. it's the weekend before November. Yeah. And it's time and to the find... panic sets in. Precisely. A little bit, a little bit. I'll be fine. And Chris, like, I know that you and I have already been talking a little bit. And, like, mm. I can't wait to hear more about what you're going to be doing. And, like, you've just already done quite a bit of prep. That is always the highlight of doing these, is just hearing how well Chris is doing. So I, I, I'm just going to strive <laughs> oh, to yeah. like, We're all here try for Chris, and catch really. up. But yeah, yeah like, this I, is... I want to hear some cool shit from Chris. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this is this is always <laughs> us going, oh, we've all really fucked it. Um, <laughs> but Chris has done amazing work, and he's already planned out his three book series. <laughs> the movie rights are being sold off. <laughs> no pressure so on Ethan, though. <laughs> no, no, none at all. I'll try not to uh, disappoint. Um, I am going a bit overboard this year, though, so I'll wait for that. Okay. Ooh. I'm excited. Hype. Well, <laughs> let's let's go around the group. How well did we do last time we did this? And we didn't do this last year. We did it the year before. Was it really? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, have we oh taken gosh, a year yeah, off? Because we moved in yeah, we moved, this time last we year. We moved in and goofed off last year. So this is... <laughs> We had our off year, you know, uh, we went on sabbatical and did fuck all. Becky, <laughs> how well did you do last time? I got to around 10,000 words, but I kind of tripped a bit because um, I think, oh, Chris, you and I were talking about this. I think I kind of started something, not really knowing where it's going, but I kind of knew the central premise. But mm. And I just kind of didn't quite know how to link where I got up to and the end that I had kind of envisioned. So I kind of just got stuck and didn't do it. <laughs> I gracefully bowed out at that point. Well, you got really quite far and you found a lot of interesting stuff about how your writing style was unfurling in front of you. I think, um, well, I mentioned this last time, but I'm very much a sort of short format writer. And once again, I kind of got to a point where I was like, this is a much shorter story. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it was still a really good thing to do because it just got me back into writing. It kind of reminded me how much I enjoy it. So, yeah. Chris, now that we've lauded your efforts for last time, how well did you do last time we did this? Last time I overachieved and I hit 51,000 words on day 23. Woo! Okay, now I'm doing the maths here. That's a few days earlier than... Uh, it is, it is uh, yeah. a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, may I actually... I, one thing I could have done better last time was that I 
I actually ran out of story at about 30,000 words and oh. then had to spend the rest of the 20,000 kind of backfilling loads of like contextual little scenes and things that weren't directly affecting the plot just so that I had the word count and the content for the story which was weird to do retroactively. I remember you said that there's only so much I can do where this woman picks up the damn a damn box and opens it yeah. and woman go outside. That was, that was the other problem is it was just her on her own no dialogue for like the first 10,000 words at all. Mm. It was really, really difficult to keep and to maintain a momentum when it's just her thinking about stuff. So never yeah, do that so again. Yeah, it's so intimate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even just that it's intimate. It's a, it's a case of how do you replicate someone's thought process when they don't know where they're going to end up, but you do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Almost having to compartmentalise like what you know versus what she does. And it's very yeah, and trying to replicate that kind of meandering way that she'll get there because there are so many little side junctions to the way people think and the way people process things that it's really hard to do organically when you know what the end result is going to be. Yeah. But you did really well, and are you equally optimistic this year? Um, I'm actually a little bit more optimistic this year because um, I don't want to scare you all, but I have more than one character. <laughs> now, okay, we did what? all agree ahead of time that that was banned for you because that's just I mean, yeah. you need like a you need a handicap. We can, we insist on no deaths and no more than one character. And then you're I'm maybe on the same level rules. as us. I'm breaking both of those rules. <laughs> Whoa! Very exciting. Spoilers. Pipe down, George. Don't kill everyone off. <laughs> I mean, not everyone. You need someone left to tell the story. Or do you? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> now we move on to Jamie. Jamie. Hi. How did you do last time? Uh, I was probably in a similar boat to Becky. I, I think I hit something about 12,000. It was, it was around that 10,000 mark, maybe. Um... Again, and similarly, I I hadn't done any writing in a number of years at that point, and um, it probably took me a little bit to get into my stride at doing it anyway. Um, so I sort of learned from the experience of maybe sticking a little bit more to it, maybe a daily word count, and trying to just put things down even when you know the juices, creative juices, aren't flowing. Mm. Um, so I was I was I was happy with at least giving it another go and getting trying to do some writing, but I really want to push on this year and and try and actually get to that 50k mark yeah I, I i think for all of us the reason we wanted to do it first time around was because for some of us it had been a long time since we'd done long form writing uh particularly me uh i'm, I'm now staring at the the <laughs> google doc of where i didn't i did the last nanowrimo uh it's 3900 words long which is if i've done the maths right <laughs> meant to be about two or three days worth of effort <laughs> um but yeah i i think i think now that we kind of understood now that we've done it maybe you know a few years ago but like now that we've done it we understand what it takes uh yeah it's that extra dedication to well from my say in my case coming home from work and normally i just tr tr kind of chill out or whatever put on something on mm. telly or watch uh, play some games or something kind of need to use that time to actually just go now i need to be productive now crack on yeah sort of thing. 
No, I was going to say, if that's what it's about, it's actually making sure you do sit in the chair mm-hmm. and do some writing and not give yourself that excuse to be like, oh, I'll catch up tomorrow or I'll do some more at the weekend. Yeah. It's actually being like, no, no, no if, do it now and then it's done. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's not procrastinating, I guess, and making sure that you, you're you on it, which is the the aim this year. Yeah, it's what you said, Jamie, about um, like even if you really don't feel like it, it's like, well, if you only get 100 words down, at least you have done something today that's a hundred yeah. words that you don't need to fit in at the yeah. next, you know, at the weekend or, you know, at any other time you're like, I will magically do it then. But, mm. <laughs> but um, think... yeah, so it's even when you're not feeling it and you're like, oh, I haven't got any ideas today. I don't really know what I'm going to do. And it's like, well, just, you know, look at, look at the story and think about the story. And if there's one bit that you're like, oh, I'm slightly intrigued by that. It's like, okay, well, just write a hundred words. Like, just start yeah. Um, even when you me, really don't feel like you want to. It's sometimes in that, like, okay, I don't feel like I'm writing anything good, so I'll stop. And it's it, it needs to get past that. Like, even if you're writing absolute mm. rubbish, like you can always come back and edit it later. Just get it, it out. Better, yeah. Or just get something out out there, which that's where I've struggled in in the past, to be honest. Because I hate, I'm quite self-critical. So if I like say write a paragraph mm. and just go, oh my god, that just sounds absolute drivel. I'll, I'll be put off and. Um, sometimes stop so I need to get past that stage personally well this is I've read a quote I want to say it was Ira Glass that talked about the fact that the reason that young writers have that kind of thing that goes oh this isn't good enough I'll stop is because our taste is at a way higher level than our skill starts at yeah that's fair it's a case of knowing it's it's a case of looking at it and going I know I can do better but not quite being able to recognise that that's what the feeling is yeah and I guess if you look at it from a critical point right like no writer puts out their first draft it's it's you know many yeah. iterations go out and it's i guess recognizing that it is a process it's not just all going to magically come together in, in the page it's also recognizing that it's a skill and it's no one starts being amazingly good yeah that's also fair and if you don't yeah, write you're not going to get better if you don't play football you won't get every free kick Very fair. yeah i mean that's what's what i was going to say it's like people seem to think that with creative things especially like, oh, if I'm not good at it, I never will be because so many people are, like, naturally good at those things. But you don't make the link that actually, well, some people are naturally good at football. You know, their muscles are strong and they're, you know, a certain height or, you know, the ratio of their weight and all this, all these things do come into play. And it is the same with creative stuff. But as with anything, you can get better. But I think yeah. with creative stuff, getting better feels so, um, I don't quite know how to describe it. It just feels a bit more like airy fairy like what is better with a creative thing yeah. whereas like yeah. obviously with something like football i made i made the goal sports um <laughs> and you know that i am you've not cringing better. inside do you know what i mean yeah i like, agree yeah. Not the same will become more sports you will become more sports the more sports you do and it's the same with creative stuff but i think because creative stuff can be so um like as you say taste and everything you know some people may look at something and go oh that's that's rubbish but somebody else may look at it and go, "It's great." So, how do you get better? Yeah. But there are there are technical things, and you know, you, you do get better the more you do it. It's just it just feels a bit less tangible, I think. Yeah. Than another than other types of there's skills. There's less quantifiable things. I mean, even in some of the arts, there's obviously you can go for like grades and music, which are this weird quantifiable like talent things. But they again are very yeah. physical because you have to do more complicated things and think more. But like with writing and poetry and like, it's just so less tangible, isn't yeah. it? Well, yeah, because I suppose but the technical side of it. writing is a skill we all already have anyway. We all know how to write. 
it's yeah, different exactly. to be able to play an instrument and being able to compose. You might be able yeah. to play the instrument perfectly, but you can't put the notes in a different order than no one else has done before and come out with something unique. Oh, that's a good analogy. Good. That is so good. We'll just pause it. We'll just stop it there. Actually, yeah, no, that was pretty. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Once again, I'm just going to quickly uh, just say that uh, any credit to me for that quote. Anyone who <laughs> puts that on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, now if we can just uh, we make sure that that's on the internet solidly with a picture next uh, of it next to a picture for your face, then we know that that quote. Uh, the, the picture I sent earlier, I think, of my current recording position yes. would be the right one. I... That would be perfect. <laughs> so now that Shall... now that we've kind of uh, gone over oh, how we did last, we didn't time. go through you, did we, Sam? Um, well, I mean, it's it's not that important. Um, I mean, <laughs> I as I said, I got to about three thousand words. Um, I know what has to change last time i was working very specific conditions and i wasn't allowing myself writing time and i felt i didn't have a laptop uh, i only had my desktop computer which i couldn't always access so i i, I kind of worked yeah because you're away a lot at that time as well you're away from home so if you don't have a laptop obviously you don't have a a way to write and you prefer you prefer not to handwrite yeah and i didn't want to write it out I mean, I did in the end, as much as I did, write it out on uh, my work laptop. But I feel very weird about work because the, the company I work for are able to monitor what I'm doing for very obvious reasons. I felt weird about writing my novel about dyslexia in the fantasy world being open to the company that I'm working for. So, so those evil people might have stolen it. Exactly. And I do not think that I have the faculties to actually sue them back. Yeah, and those those 3,000 words are gold, so well, <laughs> they'll have a golden bit of a beginning of a book. I've got the word pop it. I, I mean, I've got it open here. I've got the word pop it in. <laughs> uh, he said, she said. Yeah, just it's all dross. Um, you know they want it. Though. But yeah, I, and I've now got a little Chromebook that I can work on. And uh, Becky and I have even booked a little writer's retreat. Ooh. We desperately needed a holiday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we're going to York to stay in a little uh, shepherd's hut. I mean, Cute. to an extent, I have a writer's retreat planned for this November as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, where are you going, Chris? Going, Chris? <gasps> I'm coming to you. <gasps> yes. Very exciting. We can all silently just curse at our own laptops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then we can all collect. Or oh, it's an incentive like to get talent. it done ahead of time. Yeah, and you can just swan around the house in like a bathrobe, just <laughs> drinking copious amounts of wine. Perfect. Sounds like it's a good writing like experience. <laughs> Is that not how we all write books? No. I mean, it's pretty much how it's like the only way I can get things out. For me, it's booty shorts <laughs> and whiskey. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Booty shorts, an understandable and compromise. Uh, Booty shorts and whiskey sounds like the name of your EP. Quick <laughs> 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 uh, record it before it gets stolen. Your record label don't like it, but I will make it anyway. <laughs> that's Such a rebel. Kind of artist you are. Moving on to this year, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm first. What do you know? What you're going to do this year? So I've been on a journey when planning this because um sorry I was just checking something because um I was going to basically restart the story I was writing last year because I think it's really interesting 
the idea is interesting. Um, but every time I thought about it, I realized I was just kind of not feeling it. Like, I want to work on that story, but I don't think now's the time. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, what am I actually going to do? We have, like, no time to just come up with a whole other concept. Then I remembered that Sam, um, a little while ago, bought me some story cubes. So I've got them on the desk now. Uh, with my work recently, I've been doing lots of, like, research around building stories with early years and foundation stage aged children um which i believe is naught to five i should know this i've been researching <laughs> it for months yeah birth to five years old i did know it oh, i should trust myself oh i've learned something um we all uh, have. so <laughs> so i've been doing lots of research about kind of building stories with and for kids um and that's kind of been really interesting i've really enjoyed it so i thought so i got really fired up when i thought of doing like a kid's book and these story cubes seem like a really really good way of doing it do you guys have you guys seen story cubes i have some of my own you have uh, some of your own explain them to me because i am a noob okay so story cubes essentially they come in this cute little box and there's loads of different like series of them there's like lots of different themes so mine is voyages which i think which i think will work really well um, but essentially, they're just, they're just um, six-sided die with lots and lots of different uh, pictures on them. So this one, for example, has a cactus, a sunrise, um, some scales, a, a goblet, a jeweled goblet, um, a backpack, a monkey. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah, so that's what one of them has. And you roll, you roll nine of them, and then you kind of have to come up with a story that will link those things. So it's kind of used as a um, almost like a prompt or, I mean, there's tons of ways I guess you could use them. So yeah, so that's kind of what they are. And I thought, well, that's quite an exciting way to do it. And it's kind of made me engage with this a little bit more because when I was thinking about doing the old story, I just wasn't. Mm. I just didn't, I didn't really know what was wrong. But I think linking it with this, you know, the current research I'm doing and stuff and the stuff I'm fired up about at the moment seems like a good idea. But I haven't rolled them yet. Ooh. Um, and I was going to do it. Them? I was going to do it now. <gasps> you mad lad. <laughs> do it. I'm that actually really excited. Guys. I'm not even... This isn't even joking. That was excitement. so I'm funny. Really no, genuinely, this is like plot unfolding before us. I'm very excited <laughs> for her to not roll it on the table where the microphone is. <laughs> <laughs> but you, need to, do you want everyone to hear it exactly Don't, yeah everyone in the street will hear it <laughs> can you hear it i can hear the yeah yeah okay ready <laughs> they have fallen oh the excitement oh my gosh there's so much here okay okay tell us soothsayer <laughs> oh do you do you choose the order that you're going to put them in, or are you just going to like kind of? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can. So they essentially you've got you've got like so I've got nine images, and it's up to me how they kind of fit together. So um, I mean, luckily they're along a theme. So I've got well a kind of theme. So I've got a circus tent, mm -hmm. uh, um, an octopus water like waves i'm going to take a photo of this so like we can maybe put it in the show notes oh, yeah. um a camera which is cool um a bowl of what looks like porridge but i guess could be rice depending on uh, the goblet the jeweled goblet um a pirate skull and crossbones 
um, a music note and then a bit of a curveball, um, a laser gun. So... <laughs> Oh god, yes. I mean. So see what I mean. So so I kind of I rolled these earlier because I was like, oh, this is such a good way of kind of coming up with something exciting for me to do with this time. Um, and then I suddenly I looked at the images and I was like, oh my god, this is definitely a kids book. Like how this turns mm. out is definitely a kids book, and it's so kind of it's so relevant with you know things that I'm currently interested in and building stories that kids can engage with easily. Um, so yeah, it just seemed like the best idea. So now I've got to write those down <laughs> and figure out what the hell I'm going to do. And so uh, was that going to dictate how you're going to write? Like, are you think what what's sparking now? Third person, first person, like a collaborative um, journey, or what's? I don't know. So first thoughts. Obviously, we've got a camera, which is a storytelling device. No matter which way you look at mm. it. So I think it may be like. Um, things my camera saw, or something. You're going to do the Return of the Obra Dinn as a kids' book. Oh, oh that'd be so good. <laughs> That's not a bad shout. But yeah, I think maybe it'll kind of it'll probably center around the camera. I think um, obviously there's the circus tents. It could be things that have come to the circus. Yeah, or something like that. But yeah, so it's just going to be like a like short. That. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of different things here, which I think are really cool. Um, the laser gun's going to be hilarious. Can't wait to see how that comes in. But, but I yeah. think it's going to be a really fun restriction. I've been listening to another podcast by the writers of Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, start with this, and they're really good at kind of making small creative ways. If you're really struggling and you think NaNoWriMo is going to be a bit of a bit of a task for you. Go to the podcast, start with this. They have loads of small kind of homeworky things. And they're they're set up, you know, like for creative writing and podcasting. But they expand to all types of creative endeavours and the arts. Uh, but having a laser gun trapped in with the rest of that makes that a restriction that could make the story very interesting. Like an unexpected yeah. one, isn't it? It's like, well, somehow everything else kind of fits quite organically. So having one that doesn't. You know, that's where the story could come from. That's the conflict, yes. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of I, I was kind of having a bit of a moment last week. Where I was like, oh, I don't know if I even want to do this because I, I was so kind of attached to my old story. I was like, well, actually, I can do that anytime, whenever I eventually feel inspired to do so. So I might as well just do something that's like fun and ridiculous because that's where I am right now in life. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> are you going to create a a title later or do you want one pre-gened no i'm going to i'm going to uh yeah wait and wait and see what what comes that's fair because that out of this this menagerie because last I've time i did give me. you you did give me a title last time i gave time. you a title and a last line and you wove that into an amazing conspiracy plot yeah it's a lot it was it? a lot but it was this great. was like the futuristic librarian or something, wasn't it, last time? Yeah, all of the books had disappeared, All the books had it? disappeared. Yeah. And then, and then the last line was, they watched it all burn down or something. Yeah, it's really, really dramatic, which is how I normally like to write. Normally, <laughs> my things are like short and very, very intense. But maybe for early years, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not so intense. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's that's so yeah. You found it out here live with me. That's that's Ooh. my thing. 
I like it. Exciting. Take a photo of that before I forget. Chris, lead us down. Lead us down your creative path as to what we're starting this year. You, you've alluded to a few things already. Discord, children, and I shall tell ye a tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Has anyone read the Glitch in the Matrix stories on Reddit? No, because I believe that is the start of a creepypasta that I have read. <laughs> well, this is kind of where I started, was um, a few this, this little stories of like weird experiences people had had, and I wanted to weave that into a kind of... I'm becoming a cliche of myself, but a psychological horror story. Yay! <laughs> yay! Psychological um, horror stories, yay! So, the, one of the things that I wanted to do was kind of, um, one, have more characters. Hmm. So it's an ensemble cast, <laughs> yay! You'll be also be pleased to know that um, I have nothing if not consistent. So if you give me two seconds, I oh. will show you something that you will all enjoy. Oh, da, da, da. I'm not wasting time at all, Sam. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, he is showing us an image of Eldritch runes and invocations. Impossible shapes uh, It may as well be as such. It's the mind map. Yes, I have done another oh, mind yes. map. So, yeah. yeah, Sam, more than welcome to put that in show notes. Oh, wow. This, is what, this, is, this isn't even the extent of my planning. This is the start of my planning. You've got like five main characters. This is crazy. It's fine. One of them's already dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so relieved. One of them is dead at the beginning of the story. Oh, um, oh there it is. I was reading through it. Where does it say? Oh, there it says dead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, dead. technically, he doesn't actually say dead, but he may as well be. Um, but yeah, this is, a lot of this actually is based on an experience, uh, an experience I had as like a, te- a, y- a young teenager. So it's going to be kind of nice to bring in some autobiographical sides to it because then I won't be stuck for content as much as I was last time. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> real feels. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I've done, like this was about the extent of the planning I had last time, was here was my mind map. I knew the broad strokes of what I wanted in it and then I still finished quite a lot sooner than I should have done. Like, mm. There should have been more packed into it. So I am doing the snowflake method if anyone knows what that is. No. I think I've heard of it, uh, but tell me more. There's two, the, the full version of the Snowflake method is a like ten-step planning process where you start off with a paragraph that describes the entirety of your story, and you slowly expand it out. And then at different points, you put in like full-page bios of characters and full-page descriptions of locations and stuff like that. I'm kind of doing a slightly streamlined version. I'm just doing it for the plot. So I started off with a paragraph that I think I have somewhere. Let me have a look. I've got my document open. Um, Yes, so my I started off with a one-sentence um, plotline, which was, when four estranged friends return to the site of their one-time summer school, they find that their childhood secrets still live in those darkened halls. Ooh. Oh, that's so good. That's what I started with. I'm now expanding that out to a 25-paragraph overview so that I actually know what's going to happen in every chapter and I'm not going to run out of things like last time. I'm going. It might be a bit overboard compared to what I did last time, but that's what I'm going with. No, but I yeah, think sounds good. I think because you are, you're really good at getting words down and concepts down. I think mm. the more things you have to direct yourself and to kind of guide where it's going, because we were talking last time that uh, you and Becky often have characters that do things 
of their own volition. And you're like, no, 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 no. You're not meant to meet yet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for you, this really helps. Mm. It's nice to have a kind of a, 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 as much as they always say, don't railroad it. It's nice to have a railroad. Mm. Yeah, but it's I also like nice. I like my tracks. Yeah. And you can always go down yeah. a different branch or whatever, but if they come back to the main yeah. track, then that's all, that's all to the good. Especially with this one, because it's very similar to the last time I decided I'm split, splitting the story kind of in half and having part of it set in the present and part of it set when they were kids. Yeah. So trying to tie that... And has, if anyone's seen Oculus and the way they use time in that film, I don't want to give away too many spoilers on what I'm going to be doing, but something similar. Oh, okay. um, time is a little bit more fluid in this. It's not as directly, this is the past and this is the present. So... I kind of need to make sure I uh, all my ducks are in a row and that nothing's going to kick everything else out of gear. Yeah. Nothing's going to kick the ducks. I know. <laughs> I, that's you. You ruined the last chapter for people. <laughs> oh, it's no. all duck kicking for 30,000 words. <laughs> the last 20,000 of people feeling bad about it. I really <laughs> want to play this version of the Untitled Goose Game. It's just kicking the <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's me. That sounds really exciting. So that is so. What cool. are you using? Is there anything particular you're using for your mind mapping, or is this just like a? a, a... Uh, this one was. Um, I, I've been trying to get into using more um, open source software recently, like a lot more. So um, I actually just googled for open source mind mapping, um, and I got a, a mindmap.com yeah, is what cool. I'm using for that mind map. That's the one I'm using, and it's actually really nice. It integrates with Google Drive, so I'm trying to keep all my notes in the one place. That is yummy. I, Integration, we love that. Yeah, I think that's something that could be very helpful for me. So, yeah, that's that's great. I'm going to add that into the show notes. Sam is a Google nice. boy. I am a Google boy. I've also been using, what was the other one? It's a really, uh, uh, WaveMaker, I think it's called? Yeah, WaveMaker. Um, it's another Google app. Um and it's just it's a nice way to organize notes and it has a really nice snowflake tool oh fantastic yeah i love this idea of so the snowflake thing i love that it's that helping method. to really expand things out because i can I'm, I'm kind of doing like three sentence paragraphs and then when i expand that out i expand it into take each sentence and do a paragraph from each one of those so it's a kind of organic way of pulling out more detail mm. I'm really excited to hear if you're going to do like a wheel of time and you've gone, I've done this whole paragraph. It has become three books itself, but it is important <laughs> for the rest of the saga. No, this one I know is going to stay as one book, which I'm kind of very excited about, yes. Whoa, that's a big deal for you. <laughs> I know. I've actually found an ending that I know I'll get to. Dear listener, it does feel like we're ragging on Chris pretty hard, but he's really good. <laughs> he's just he's very good at writing lots of stuff. Uh, my skills are just in different areas, that's all. <laughs> like, I, I, I know for a fact I cannot write a character as well as Becky. Becky I don't think any of my concepts are anywhere as neat, as unique as yours and Jamie's. Like it's, I, we all have different skills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jamie, it's your turn now. What's okay. happening this year? So I'm... Okay. I'm a bit different. So, Great so last title. time I wrote a uh, science fiction, uh, sort of futuristic kind of uh, novel. This time I'm I'm going back to my roots almost. I, I've uh, spent a lot of time reading and writing fantasy stuff. So, I thought, okay, let's jump back into that. But not only that, Sam, um, mm. as you as you know from uh, our podcast, I I play and, and DM a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. So I wanted to put something together this year that is part uh, setting, 
uh, lore and part campaign. So I'm basically trying to do my own little D&D uh, book, basically. Oh, so rather than yeah. it being like a fully a novel, it's more of a here's a load of world building to give you the tools to run a campaign in this setting. And oh, here's a smallish campaign, probably like levels three to ten, which is some probably about half the sort of content you you usually do in a D and D campaign if you're not familiar. Hmm. Um, that you could run in this world, and and hopefully that will be something that people could then use for their own games. But um. For me, it'll sort of encapsulate the world building side of things, which I'm really I really enjoy, while still then getting a little bit of a taste of some uh, plot and no- and sort of that more novel aspect in in the campaign side. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not exactly a novel, but we'll we'll see how it goes. It's something a bit different. But it's something I that you're I interested can't in. I see my facial expression right now, but <laughs> I am like a gog. I'm like, yes, this more, please. Cool. I mean, for, for me, it's something I've always wanted to, to do at some point was to write a campaign setting, and and I thought, you know what, this would be a really good opportunity to get a lot of it down because because I, I think mm. Sam mentioned as as we said we it was back in back end of August mm. that we set, sort of said, oh, let's give it a go, and I was sort of scrambling around thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to write about? Um, if I'd have known about story cubes, maybe that would have been a way I could have gone. But um, yeah, I was struggling a little bit for, for sort of fresh ideas. And, and given I immerse myself a lot in D&D at the moment, I thought it just makes perfect sense to write something about what I know, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love it. I think it would be so, exciting yeah. to keep track of it over two different podcasts. Uh, the other podcast <laughs> is available at projecthedphones.com forward slash SSOGM uh, when nice it is released. This, yeah, this... The, um, this podcast will actually be out before our first episode of uh, Secret Society of Game Masters. Uh, but yeah, I think this is going to be such a good idea. You've been really good at running Cursed Strad, and it's the first time we've had a D&D setting that's really engaging, whereas mm. some of the original source material for like Forgotten Realms is a bit... Because it's so old, it's almost unwieldy, but because there's so much in it yeah because yeah. curse of strad's really situational and, and really based around a central plot it, it becomes really fun and funky and i think this is a perfect way for you to channel how you're really good at writing but into a way that you can also play around with other stuff like you don't need to write you know people being upset with one another all the time you can be like right here's an encounter is the theme yeah. of this story. But this is the thing, like, even take moving back from the kind of campaign side of it, like, the set campaign settings are exactly the set, like, they have all the same skills and all the same beats as writing a novel. You're just doing it on such a, on a much bigger scale. Exactly. You're yeah. just telling the story of an entire location. Like, exactly. constant so, country, whatever. I'll, uh, That'll be my challenge, I guess. For me, will be it's it's almost compartmentalizing, you know, in a way that I'll be doing a lot of planning around um, how I want the sort of story to go through the campaign, but making sure that that fits into this law that I will hopefully have built up by then. I need to mm-hmm. play around with how I'm going to write it, whether that's going to be something that I do side by side, or if I do, okay, get the world setting and everything done at the start, and then do the story afterwards. I'm I'm not sure, but um, that that should be a, a bit of an interesting element to it for me, anyway. Yeah, but it's a similar journey to what I went on because you're kind of like, oh, I'm just not feeling anything in particular and yeah. and what you're going to do is a bit more unusual, but it's still like entirely valid, especially if it's something that you're like, I'm genuinely excited and I want to do this. That's the most important bit of this whole thing mm. is that you're doing something that is, you know, actually sustainable and is going, that you're going to enjoy it. 
Exactly, because I think if I just went about, okay, let's just try and write a, a story, we'll pull X, Y, Z elements out, okay, this will do, we'll write something about this, I wouldn't I wouldn't finish it, to be honest, and maybe get no, to the exactly. same sort of stage as last time, which is probably, on reflection, what happened, I kind of I, I, I got a little bit bored of what I was writing as well, so um, having that end goal of, okay, I actually really want to pull something together, I've been planning to do this for you know a year or two anyway, why, why not just give it a go? I think it'll be really good. Yeah, just combine the things. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. So have we have we got any any juicy slices of what kind of things are going to be like what kind of setting it is? What kind of story do you want to tell? Is it a horror? Is it a epic high fantasy? So it, my my plan for the general world will be um I I don't want to say your bog standard fantasy setting or anything, but it'll be it'll be familiar to anyone who's played um say a normal fantasy setting like out there there'll be you know your normal humans elves dwarves orcs goblins etc um i think for the especially for this sort of story wise thing it, it will have a little bit of lovecraftian in thrown in there that will hopefully mm, yes. mix the stirring pot a little bit uh, i don't i don't want to give too much away because especially for you sam I, I don't know whether i want you to help me either <gasps> by being a player or, or by you know reading through this and and pointing out using your sort of fine tooth DM comb, but um, yeah, I'll definitely need some involvement on your side at some point, hopefully when this is done. So oh, I don't, so I don't want to, I don't know how much to give away, but um, yeah, no, I'm excited. If you ever need another set, another set of eyes, I am, I will offer myself as tribute. Are you, absolutely, a hundred percent. I forgot you're, you're, you're big into D&D as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're all D&D nerds here, aren't we? This is we great. Are. I've got such a good <laughs> yeah. forum for this. Okay. Okay. So yeah, at the moment, in terms of my planning, I've got, um, a, a general idea of where I'm, where I want it to start. I'm, I'm, I'm putting more of the structure into place because I, I feel like I can um, be fair. Not, I don't, want to, I don't know what the right word is for it. I can, I can be fairly structured with how I'm going to put this together, um, and then mm. fill in the, the bits as I go along. But we'll, we'll see how mm. that goes. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think you're onto a winner there. I'm, I'm excited yeah, to. I think that sounds great. Engage with it at whatever level I'm allowed. <laughs> You'll be allowed full access, let's face it, Sam. Yeah, but you know the keys to my heart. <laughs> so, Sam, how about you? Let's complete the uh, let's complete the, no, yeah, the trio, Sam. the quadro. <laughs> what okay. are you uh, What are you planning on for this year? So, remember last time that I was doing a very ambitious project of telling the story of how dyslexia affects people in a fantasy setting using a setting that you and I have previously uh, collaborated on. Uh, yes, I thought indeed. that would be easy. Um, <laughs> it turns out that me trying to figure out how to express what it means to be dyslexic through a removed medium was very difficult and something I will not try and do again for a bit <laughs> um, so this time this time uh, my book concept is has everyone seen the film classic Dog Soldiers? No, I can't say I have. I haven't seen it, but I know um, a fair bit about it. Yeah, the it's there are some werewolves in Scotland, and some soldiers go to kill them. Um, I've seen it. You, 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 you all have to see. It. It's it's the best. It's the best that non horror has to offer. It's got horrific elements in it, but it is all about boys shooting things. Um, but I've also read a lot of flintlock fantasy, like Brian McKellen, uh, 
uh, Promise of Blood and the Powder Mage series, and I really love those. So I'm retelling Dog Soldiers as a flintlock fantasy book. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's good. We live together and we've not spoken about this at all. And this is great. I've got tangles. Yeah. So it's going to have horrific monsters. It's going to have soldiers doing soldiers work in a Napoleonic era type setting where there's possibly going to be magic and people firing big muskets. Sam, I, I can't think this. of anything that's more you. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> You're going to absolutely love him. writing this. Uh, yeah, I've just basically, like, it's got a very simple storyline, and I can throw in a lot of elements that I enjoy because I really enjoy, like, the Napoleonic era. I like the setting, and I watch a lot of Sharp. And as I said, the Powder he, Mage. He just loves Sean Bean. I uh, yeah, Sean. I'm with you, man. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just thought I'd do something less ambitious. What I'm going to do uh, from now until November is I'm going to write. I'm basically I'm I'm going to have a look at that mind map tool to help me explore the theme. But I'm basically going to write what happens in each chapter as a single sentence from the end and work my way to the start, um, and then mm. I'll just get cracking. And to stop me from not being able to write, I do have a small uh, portable Chromebook which I can write anywhere in it. So that's I'm not limited to where I'm working, but yeah, yeah that's nice. that's my book. That's gonna be so cool. You tickled an itch that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. When I came across Flintlock fancy, I was like, I'm not sure I'm gonna like this, and I'm like, oh, this is everything. Oh no. Oh that's no, this great. is my jam. But yeah, so so that's the ca- it's gonna be very kind of like, uh, what does it say, balls and bayonets. That's just going to be the theme, and I'm just going to have fun writing a ridiculous thing where they shoot monsters. I like it. I like this. I love that. I'm, I'm down for this. So lots of, like, it's really different again. Like, yeah. Everybody's yeah. stuff is, like, really different, but I think everybody's in a similar place of just kind of using what we did last time and what we either succeeded or did not succeed or not. at. <laughs> um and and just kind of looking for a way of making it a bit more exciting, a bit more relaxed as well. Because mm. um, yeah. we're yeah. both, we're, I think a lot, I think, like especially with mine, like I was trying to make a point, and like, that's not what I need. Because, <laughs> it, it, you know, because I haven't written something that long before. So to put the weight of having a point, like, like your one, Sam, to have the, you know, to try and tell the story of dyslexia in this new place when you haven't written for ages and you're out of practice it's not good to put that weight on yourself and you're just not going to mm. do it it's it, it just well yeah. you could do it don't get me wrong like you t- could totally succeed and that's great but it's it's a lot of um, expectation to put on yourself when actually i think we're all in this just to kind of write something to enjoy it and i think people are kind of combining lots of things that they're interested in to create this year's story. Well, that's the thing. It's also the pressure because obviously it's a it's a one month challenge. So you've already got that time crunch. Adding the extra challenge into it just overloads it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. But on the topic of uh, overloading the challenge, I did say I was making this year harder for myself. Um, I'm only <laughs> writing with one I'm... hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've decided that I'm, I'm going to I'm going to have two goals. One being the uh, the normal fifty thousand words, but I am aiming for seventy five thousand. Well, I think I think that's good for you though, because you did hit it last time. 
Yeah, that's why. Because I hit it early. I want to try and yeah. push myself and really hit, like, swing it out of the park this time. Because the length yeah. isn't the issue for me. I could type from now until <laughs> November and have two hundred thousand words of crap. But <laughs> this is you just showing off. Yeah. Chris. you just going for the higher mark. I I want you to reduce it. I want you to only <laughs> tell ten thousand words. Ooh. That would actually oh, be a challenge. Oh, that's its own challenge. No, I'm kidding. I actually, <laughs> I know I, <laughs> I actually know that I couldn't. That's the thing. I know. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm the flip side to Becky in a lot of respects. I'm really, really bad at short form. <laughs> I run out yeah. of room so quickly. It's so funny how yeah, you and I complement each other like that. Like we're just like mm. the opposite in so many things. Like I just short format across the board, film, everything. I'm good at writing short format. Oh, I'm better at writing short format. And then, I'm not going to say that I'm just... a representative, but uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. It, uh... it sounds so exciting. Yeah, everyone's got really good challenges. Mm. We've all learned something from two years ago, um, <laughs> from last time, and and I'm excited to get back into the NaNoWriMo kind of like culture. So I'm uh, Becky was telling me that there is going to be like a, a writing meeting in the National Centre. That's not related Ooh. to NaNoWriMo, no. but there's a there's a local. Um, it's called the National Centre for Writing, and they're holding like a um, like a drop-in writing session where they kind of start with ten minutes of a, a prompted piece of writing, and then you just get fifty minutes free writing, and there's like biscuits and hot drinks and stuff. But I know that NaNoWriMo have local events, and I went to one last mm. time we were mm. doing it, and I actually spoke to somebody, didn't I? Um, and that's really fun. It's just nice to kind of go and do something a bit different and be around people. Yeah. Um, so well, I might quite, try and do that this year. I'm really looking forward to coming up to see you guys at the end of the month where it is going to be that there's going to be a bit of a push to get to the finish line. But also, yeah. like, I've never really written around other people. Yeah. So that's going to be a whole new experience for me. Chris, we've got a very nice writing desk for you to write on. Oh, I'm excited in ways <laughs> that are improper. <laughs> oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, does anyone else have anything they would like to say? Could, but I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm invigorated to start. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know how you've all got something so different, but I'm still equally excited about all of your stuff. I really yeah. am so hyped. But they're all, like, really different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, which is great. It's great. I don't think any. Uh, it could only be more different if, like, someone was writing a, a non-fiction technical manual on, like, <laughs> the proper use of a pen knife or something. <laughs> I'm still doing words. the research on that Go. one. Uh, it's uh, taking some time. <laughs> There's only so many people willing to be my test subjects. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Fantastic. Well. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, this has been By the Book Digital Pages, a project by Project Headphones. You can find us at projectheadphones.com. And all the notes that we've said will be in the show notes below, as well as links to our social media. You will find us next time where we will update you on our progress on NaNoWriMo. So I will thank Becky, yeah. Chris, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Thanks, I'm going to respond. <laughs> I was going with Becky. <laughs> and thanks, thanks Sam. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure. And thank you from me. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.